Thank you for listening to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. The iCritical Care Podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members. Your host is the Society's Associate Editor for Podcasts, Dr. Richard Savell. Dr. Savell is the Associate Director of the Surgical Intensive Care Unit at Maimonides Medical Center in Brooklyn, New York. He also is an Assistant Professor of Medicine at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. To contact the editorial staff of the iCritical Care Podcast with questions, comments, or ideas, please email info at sccm.org. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. This is a new service, and this is an audio companion to the e-newsletter. This is from September 7, 2006. September is Pain Awareness Month, and many Society of Critical Care Medicine members will be working with the American Society of Pain Educators to mark the occasion with a month-long calendar of educational events focused on pain management for healthcare providers. Several webcasts and educational lessons are available online to assist providers diagnose and treat pain. Of special interest to the critical care community will be webcasts on palliative and end-of-life care scheduled for Tuesday, September 12th and Saturday, September 16th. Also, the August issue of Quality and Safety in Healthcare features measures on palliative care in the intensive care unit. A multi-professional ICU team developed a practice set of measures for routine monitoring, performance feedback, and improvement in the quality of palliative care activities, especially needed in the ICU setting. The article cites a recent national survey of physician and nurse directors of critical care units conducted by the Critical Care Peer Workgroup of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation's Promoting Excellence in End-of-Life Care Project. The study found that nearly 600 respondents, more than 85%, endorsed quality monitoring as a helpful strategy for improving ICU palliative care, while only 25% reported the availability of such a program in their intensive care units. The team developed measures specifically addressing continuity of care, bereavement support, communication within the ICU team, education of ICU staff in palliative care knowledge and skills, and emotional support for staff. Pilot programs implemented in 19 ICUs showed that the measures are feasible and usable. Look for the November end-of-life supplement to critical care medicine for more quality measures in this field. The Society of Critical Care Medicine also offers many resources for improving end-of-life and palliative care, including recommendations for end-of-life care, the ICU issues and answers brochure, what are my choices regarding life support, and the publication Critical Care Ethics, a Practice Guide, A study published in the August issue of Thorax attributes improved survival rates of HIV-infected patients after severe pneumocystis pneumonia to better intensive care unit management of respiratory failure rather than the use of highly active antiretroviral therapy, according to an article in Medscape Today. Survival rates after pneumocystis pneumonia have improved in patients infected with HIV, but after examining patients retrospectively in an effort to identify prognostic factors and reasons for the improvement, researchers found that none of the studied patients received highly active antiretroviral therapy before or during their ICU admission. 
The mortality rate among patients with severe pneumocystis pneumonia admitted to the ICU was 71% before mid-1996 and 34% thereafter, according to the study. The only factors significantly associated with mortality were the year of diagnosis of pneumocystis pneumonia, the age of the patient, and the need for mechanical ventilation and or the development of a pneumothorax. The rates of pneumothoraces in mechanically ventilated patients fell from 43% before mid-1996 to 28% subsequently. The improvements probably reflect general improvements in ICU management of respiratory failure and acute respiratory distress syndrome. The Society of Critical Care Medicine will bring Surviving Sepsis Campaign regional training sessions to the Detroit area. Join your colleagues from 2 to 7 p.m. on Thursday, October 26th at the Hyatt Regency Dearborn in Dearborn, Michigan for a unique opportunity to receive in-depth guidance and instruction on implementing the Surviving Sepsis Campaign guidelines and bundles from leading experts in the field. Learn how to implement the campaign throughout the hospital effectively from the emergency department to the intensive care unit. The Society plans to hold a limited number of regional training sessions throughout the United States based on need and interest. Ideally, attendees would be a physician and nurse champion team willing to initiate the program at their hospital, to employ a multi-professional team model, and to participate in a regional support and information network. Your last opportunity to register for the Society of Critical Care Medicine's forward-looking conference Excellence in Quality and Safety in Critical Care will be Thursday, September 21st from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the Harborside Ballroom Foyer of the Marriott Baltimore Waterfront Hotel. Don't miss your opportunity to attend this informative conference to be held from September 21st to the 23rd in Baltimore, Maryland. During SCCM's new Clinical Focus series, Participants will gain insight on sepsis, glycemic control, and antithrombotics in critical care through point-counterpoint debates, problem-based case studies, specialty-based breakout sessions, case management discussions, and other learning opportunities. New data and ongoing investigations will be presented on glycemic control as well as on how to manage the septic patient and the use of antithrombotics. Join your colleagues November 3rd and 4th, 2006 in San Diego, California. Additionally, take advantage of SCCM's live webcast, Glycemic Control in the Critically Ill and Injured Patient, Problems and Progress, to be held at noon, Thursday, November 2, 2006. The first 500 registrants will be able to participate free of charge. This learning opportunity is the perfect complement to SCCM's Clinical Focus series. Take part in the largest multi-professional critical care event of the year and join more than 5,000 critical care professionals during the Society of Critical Care Medicine's 36th Critical Care Congress to be held February 17th through the 21st, 2007, in Orlando, Florida. Through numerous cutting-edge sessions, hands-on workshops, and informative symposia, you can expect to obtain innovative treatments in critical care as well as fundamental business practices necessary to improve the ICU environment. Elevate your clinical knowledge and help provide high-quality patient care to all critically ill and injured patients. The U.S. holiday, President's Day, will occur during Congress, and Orlando is a popular destination in February, especially for individuals in colder climates. To secure the best possible travel and hotel selections, SCCM is advising all Congress participants to purchase airline tickets and arrange hotel accommodations as soon as possible. 
take advantage of grant opportunities exclusively offered to SCCM members. The Critical Care Pharmacy Fellowship Grant is awarded to a pharmacist to pursue critical care clinical research experience and training. The grant is meant to fund exemplary science in critical care and promote new and existing fellowship training programs. Applicants must be a member of the society and a member of the clinical pharmacy and pharmacotherapy section. The Norma J. Shoemaker Grant for Critical Care Nursing Research is awarded to a nurse member of the society to support research studies. Don't miss the October 1, 2006 deadline to apply for the Critical Care Pharmacy Fellowship Grant and the Norma J. Shoemaker Grant for Nursing Research. The Society of Critical Care Medicine is seeking physicians to serve on the Pediatric Multiprofessional Critical Care Knowledge Assessment Program Committee. The committee is charged with developing and updating questions for the Society's multiprofessional examination. Fellowship programs use this assessment tool to assess their fellows' levels of critical care knowledge and to gauge the strengths and weaknesses of the program. Interested volunteers should contact Colette Punda at cpunda at sccm.org. Those developing or organizing fundamental critical care support courses in impoverished or developing nations may be able to take advantage of funding opportunities from the Society of Critical Care Medicine's Critical Care Education and Research Foundation. Qualified applicants may receive CCERF grants to pay for course licenses and textbooks as well as associated shipping and administrative costs. For the iCritical Care podcast, I'm Dr. Richard Savell. The Society's new conference, Excellence in Quality and Safety in Critical Care, in Baltimore, Maryland, USA, September 21st through 23rd, 2006, will bring together leading experts to examine patient safety, adverse medical events, and preventable medical errors, as well as identify everyday solutions to incorporate into practice. Using evidence-based studies and proven guidelines, participants will learn how to create a more efficient and safer ICU. In addition, pre-courses in coding and billing practices or medical emergency and rapid response teams will be offered. Register today by calling 1-847-827-6888 or visiting www.sccm.org.